We're back. We are back. What happened? Where were you? It's it's been a break. I've been I've been on vacation, and the the podcasts and everything has just sort of just just been what it is. People have been listening to reruns and enjoying it, and thinking, when is it coming back? (laughs) That must be it, without a doubt. It's been a great summer. Have you had a fantastic one as well? Yeah, I had a great summer. Yeah, Uh, me too. If if people are just tuning in, because as they do, they they've looked at the title of the podcast. They're probably watching us because if you're you're looking around, you're going, hold on, what are you? talking about just listening we're also now on youtube and we're on uh, youtube too that's that <laughs> yeah, that's that hello youtube yeah, yeah. so we're on youtube so people can not only listen to us in their cars and at home as they're going to bed and using us to really stimulate their thought process they can watch us too at work i love youtube <laughs> i absolutely love youtube i mean there is an amazing amount of car stuff on there which yeah. i'm just absolutely all over so um a pleasure to be on there without yeah. a doubt um this is the we will fix it show we yes. talk about about repairing things and just generally about life in the world of getting things done. Yeah. That's a, that's sort of the, the the large moniker. I think everything we do on this um, Podaholics, we do have specific programs that we like to do, we try to do, and they all tend to be all over the place. I think there needs to be a show where we just do one all together, all of us. We, Can you imagine we, that? We spoke about that. That's a great idea. At least do one of them where yeah. we're all sitting in the same room. That would be an interesting discussion, <laughs> wouldn't it? And there'd be, I think, considering that you have such a broad spectrum of people, <laughs> can you imagine? We can probably sum up Dubai in one hit. There, yeah, don't you think? I think so. I think we can solve it all. Yeah. You want to know which show people keep talking about that we've done together is the show where we started talking about repairs and then you talked about how you set up with that was with, the with Dan, show the We Will Fix It brand and you you basically gave a, a, a you know a hands on DIY guide on how to do a business in the UAE. It, it was the oddest thing. <laughs> I, I spoke to Dan about that afterwards because if you can imagine, you know, since two thousand and eight when we started, um, we get asked the question frequently, yeah. but never had I actually got down um, in one hit the entire process but that really was which was quite amazing um, it was something that uh, it, it was quite quite emotional in places remembering some of the things that we've been through yeah um, but uh, I'm really glad that we got that one out and totally unplanned wasn't well, it and remember? I think those are always the best shows because as you're listening to them you realize that there's a there's a story to be shared and it just becomes organic and yeah. it's like a Gary V thing you know yes it's, it's there You've lived it, and now I'm going to say it, and it's done. Get it yes. out there, and now follow the directions. Without a doubt, <laughs> yes. Um, I, I love, at the moment, I'm watching a, um, uh, watching, I'm listening to another great podcast uh, from oh. NPR okay. called How I Built This, Okay, which um, is a very similar type setup and fascinating as well. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm now seeing just how important it is to understand um, people's stories, especially yeah. from a business perspective, yeah. of how they've approached things and the amount that I've learned just from yeah. listening to other people that have been through similar things um, oh. and, and done it extremely well has been wonderful. Well, I think there's there's this illusion, it's a little bit of the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, that people look at all these different uh, ventures that have started and businesses that have started and consulting things that have started and they think, oh man, that person's so switched on, they've got it so under control, they know exactly what they're doing, it's amazing, look what they've got 
got and it just came so easy to them and i think every single story is a lot of sweat a lot of tears a lot of worry and that just continues through the whole process absolutely the other thing that amazes me was i uh, we spoke about the uh, the night when we really thought that we that was it we were all done and listening to other people's stories i've um, i've learned a lot more that everybody's had that night yeah. everybody's yeah. had that night <laughs> and when you're setting up a business you you think that it's very isolating in many respects and actually when we yeah. uh, when we sat down with um, your creative group do you remember that question yes. came up about the lady who, who was feeling very yeah, isolated absolutely. at that moment and um it's fascinating that because you are because you're so isolated um you think that it's only you that's been through that yeah. and listening to other people actually talking about their stories was was really humbling in many respects to yeah. know actually we've all been there and that's another great video yeah. that's up on youtube you talking at creative warnings dubai ah uh, yes that yeah. was we're, we're up to number 49 this month the 49 that's amazing War- well I know. done james that's like six years we've been doing this what an amazing <laughs> legacy that <laughs> is well, well you done know, you know someone said to me actually it's funny the other day said so they they uh, it's always that that end discussion so what do you get out of it and I, I looked at them and they said, and I said, what do you mean? Am I getting paid or am I making money? Or, and they said, yeah, I guess essentially. I said, no, nothing. Yeah. It's, there's no cash. And they kind of looked at me and say, hold on, you've done 49 of these events. And I said, not only is there no cash, there's no budget. It, it's just incredible. And they said, how James? do you do a really zero is. budget event? They said, and not, not just one, yeah. not just 10, not just 20, not just that you've done 49 and counting. And, and this month, one of the coolest things happened is I got an email actually yesterday from a government organization in Ras al-Khaimah. Right. And they said, we want to start a Creative Mondays in Iraq. We can't do Creative Mornings because there's too many things that would get in the way of us actually taking on the brand, but we want to start our own version of what you do, which is what Creative Mornings is, is very much in favor of that. They want people, if they can't do it, creative morning style yep. then do it your own style that's great and they they literally got in touch and said we want to do it can you collaborate with us to make this happen and I just went that's exactly what it's about isn't it that's amazing <laughs> but also to have an outfit that is open platform yes is just it's, wonderful it's, isn't it's, it? Incre- it is that's, it is that incredible. is definitely amazing I think the other the other side of it is just like yourself I mean with, in, in our case it's all speakers from the you know pretty much Dubai yeah and you know maybe Sharjah we've got a Sharjah speaker this month but yeah, people gladly come out and share their stories and talk on these themes and everyone sort of pulls through to make it happen which is shocking really <laughs> it certainly shocked me at what was like was it 12 hours notice i think yeah, it was, yeah, wasn't yeah. It? Your, yours was so, pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> we got there though and you know what it's interesting that because for me um i think i mentioned to you at that time yeah. which was um very rarely these days what are we now 11 years into we will fix it um very rarely do i step outside of my comfort zone for yeah. the simple reason that we've seen yeah. most of it before now yeah, yeah. Um, and to have something that made me take that leap out you know I got so much out of that as well as an individual and made me really think on my feet and stay as sharp as I possibly could that's pretty um, cool but it was it was really great from that perspective and, and something that you kind of forget um, uh, once you set up a business in Dubai is you really have to constantly learn and to constantly learn you should be pushing yourself outside yeah. of those kind comfort areas yeah. um, as often as you can yeah. and probably what it sparked off in me is I need to do that more often you know <laughs> and the nice thing is actually for, for this session um, we are ridiculously underprepared we're normally underprepared <laughs> I've but, sent a list yeah, but, I know you've sent a list but I didn't even look <laughs> no. at it I still haven't looked at it I've printed it out I've got it <laughs> 
but I haven't looked at it yet. So this well, is going to be interesting. Well, we're, what we're not starting off with this week, but we will start it uh, in, in com- future episodes is the, the call-in moment, which we like to start off with. And, and you give a, uh, you know, a nice brief summary of one particular area of concern in our home repair and improvement world. We've done yeah. air conditioning and we've done water tanks and we will ramp yes, that up again because Great. I think that that's always a nice way to start off. I agree with you. I call that according to Colin. According to Colin. <laughs> wow. I wonder whether I can instigate that within the family. You know, can you imagine that? Right then, kids. Right then, Natalie, my wife. Sit down. It's the according to Colin 10 minutes. Can you imagine the response I'm likely to get? That's the title right there. 10 minutes, according to Colin. Yeah. Well, what's going to be interesting now is we've just got a new puppy um, about uh, oh, congratulations. Uh, three, four days ago. We are beyond over the moon. It's so happy you can't, you can't imagine. And what, what, uh, what breed? So, uh, well, it's a Legato Romagnolo. I have um, no idea what that is. No, neither had I. Um, he's an Italian <laughs> truffle dog. Okay. As in searches out truffles? He is the one type of dog that is uh, capable of finding truffles on a regular basis. Now, I'd like to address one point, which is... we would really have loved to adopt a dog from one of the shelters. Unfortunately, my son has huge yeah. uh, um, allergy issues. Mm. And the point of the uh, Legatos is that they're as close to hyperallergenic as we uh, as we could get. Okay. Uh, and he had really major issues with Bailey, our last dog, who unfortunately passed five months ago now. And um, uh, it's lovely to see that now he can fully interact with Rolo, our new dog, whereas previously he had to take a step back uh, yeah, yeah. Um, because of his allergy issues. So um, I am fully behind not just canine but all of the organizations we have here in the UAE but it just wouldn't work for us fantastic so you've you've got the house all uh, puppy proofed yes um, <laughs> and what did that entail because again that you know when we talk about and, and someone might be saying where's this going what, what's yes. happening in this conversation but this is from you know hardcore repair of air conditioning units to yep. hardcore preparation of your house for a new baby yes for in-laws who might yep. be less mobile to new puppies yeah yeah. This is this is big stuff. It's important, you know. It's and I think all we, part of life, isn't it? And we it? forget about it. Yeah, well, we basically um, work around. When I say we, it's the royal we, because my, my wife kind of <laughs> directs all this. Um, basically, we make, made the assumption that although he's only four months old right now, yeah. um, anything from waist height down um, is uh, an issue. Okay. So, what we, so how how big does is Rolo going to get? Rolo's going to get to probably just over knee height. So he's right, one size smaller than Bailey, who's on Garen Vista. So it's a, a medium. So size. yeah, he's medium. He's he's kind of medium and wool coat as well, which is is really okay. important for us. Um, uh, but uh, even now, he can just about get to a worktop. So um, yeah, he ha- he isn't counter surfing too badly, okay. um, but it will come. So uh, what we've basically Basically done is we went right the way around um, the downstairs areas. We had um, gates up anyway for upstairs, so he has the downstairs area that he can go to. Um, for the kitchen area, we we absolutely removed anything that was at a low height that he would be able to uh, to get near. Were you surprised so, by the number of things that were at a low height? Oh yeah, it's just insane. We forget, don't we? Yes, and even then we still missed a few things that he's got hold of. But <laughs> he reminds you, he says, "Ha ha." Yeah, 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 absolutely. But 
luckily he he kind of he understands straight off the bat no and drop okay good. Um, so at four months old which is wonderful yeah um so we've got around those issues but um uh, the other thing that we didn't really think about too much is um he likes curtains oh so he's already been through a few and we've really? made the decision that well he's teething which right. is the problem so, so the he curtain- has he has to chew sticks and all that kind yeah. of stuff trying to help but it, the curtains is something that he, so the curtains are hanging down and he's saying hey snack yeah Ooh. Um, but I, he, never, I never think of those things yeah well we, for us we kind of decided beforehand okay well we can't really stop with curtains yeah. so yeah. if he nails them he nails them uh, he has not all of them just just a couple um, is there a, a particular texture that he likes more than others is it that or is he it? liked the sheer curtains oh, the, okay. um, that, that were in the kitchen rather yeah. than the full uh, the full cotton fabric um, which is, dogs tend to like Kleenex a lot I wonder if it's something to do with the uh, texture that could well be because he's already gone for the kitchen roll when we left that too low um, and it's the other thing to think about is accidents they happen yes regularly you know we had on his first day he managed 11 in the house 11 yeah I know he wasn't very well um, uh, very well sorted we've got that down to non overnight two okay. nights in a row and we're literally on day four now I think okay good. Um, and then um, after that it's uh, he's, he's down to I don't know three three maybe four um, a day but, we're um, pretty lucky in that we have throw rugs but a lot of our homes are tile or wood floors and yes so yeah. and even at wood floors they tend to be some sort of imitation wood floors so that really does work well for yes. pet training tiles great yeah. uh, which we have mainly um, here in the UAE uh, and again um, ours it is there is the odd rug but again moving yeah. rugs for when he's uh, alone yeah. so at night time we move all the rugs out of the um, the area where he is um, but generally generally life is good it's it's great to have him he's he's just beyond um loved it's it's phenomenal <laughs> and we're very much a dog family yeah. um that's been missing in our lives for five months and and something that we were really struggling with so um we're feeling kind of whole again now which oh, is great nice. yeah uh, what what has been transpiring at we will fix it over the summer how was the <sighs> the repair world it's been a great summer um, without a doubt it's an interesting one because we always worry in some respects with yeah. uh, the way that um, expat life is here uh, people tend to disappear when um, uh, when the school term ends um, but conversely amazingly it's our busiest months oh really so okay. absolutely incredible um, the uh, the response from Dubai been a really good season um, the guys upstairs have been beautifully organised that's where all of our operations uh-huh. teams are uh, where well, you, you've got, team as people well people don't remember this you've got an in-house call service yeah. uh, that field calls and one of your goals ultimately is if and where possible to help homeowners or renters or people who are living in wherever they are who are calling through to the service if you they can do something on their own you're more than happy to walk them through how to do that absolutely i mean that's critical for us but yeah. also the way that people are dealt with is critical as well um dan and myself dan's my business partner here at we will fix it and we did the first twenty-eight thousand calls ourselves that's pretty significant yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> it's quite tiring and about uh, in those days that was, so that was about four years worth of um, of uh, customers and actually if you imagine the we probably took almost close to a hundred thousand calls to have those twenty eight thousand customers uh, with a fall off rate so you get with people yeah. that were just calling for either information which we're perfectly happy to give um, or alternatively just the booking doesn't happen yeah. um, but these days it's a team of 
we were three back in 2008 uh, it's now a team of 19 i think in total yeah. but most importantly for us is that um the bookings team um are all uh, british i mean that they're able to converse very clearly in english and also ex-tradesmen as well so they understand the work that's being done and nice. again if it isn't something that we uh, we do as a core skill ourselves we can often point people in the right direction which is one of the things that i need to pick your brain with ah, okay because i have a long standing uh, default or defect in my villa. Yes. And that is a tile floor yep. in the master bedroom that has started to come up. Yes. And uh, this happened, this has been months now. And it's, you know, there's a little bit of a bulge. Yep. And I got a little worried at first and thought, oh, maybe there's a water leak or something underneath there. And the guys, oh, no. uh, yeah, well, the guys yeah. came because I also had a tub that needed to be repaired that they yes. had not repaired correctly the first time around. So they had to come back. That wasn't us, by the way. No, no, wasn't it was us. not you. And, and this is, <laughs> this is, this is quite the dilemma because I have a landlord who does all these things and has yes. the people who do what he does. And after so many years, I mean, I've lived in my place now 20 years. <laughs> and so the landlord has changed the people that he uses for his repairs a couple times. And I've now gotten very comfortable with the people who do do the repairs and I yes. know what they can do yep. and what they're not really good at, but what they will try to do. Yes. And for the most part, I like to let the landlord take care yeah, of these good things. Idea. It's his this, responsibility. It is. Yeah. But this tile floor in my master bedroom, which is coming up, the guys came when they were fixing the tub and they took a look and they said, oh, yes, these tiles are a different size than regular size tiles, which, yep. of course, they 20 years ago, they of used course. some product. They took one of the tiles away. Oh, dear. Yes. So they pulled up the tile. So at this point... Did I, they break out of interest? Oh, they the, the one tile did break. Yeah, of course he broke it. Right. Because the, as we know, with the tile floors here tend to be done on the Asian model which is a concrete mixture that they put under yeah. as opposed to a European North American model, which, you know, you'd get some mastic or yeah. and, and other glues that you would use. Just a different way of doing it. Yep. So the, anyway, they pulled up one of the tiles, at which point we noticed there's no water. This is yep. some kind of air thing that's gotten underneath. And they haven't come back to fix it because no, I know why. So, and, mm. and I haven't pushed them to come back to fix it partially because I was going to be away for the summer. And so I took one look at this and I went and they said, and, and their response to me was, Oh yeah, this is, this will be an easy enough job to fix. Now, what they don't know is that my wife's father and her stepfather were both in the ceramic tile business. Oh, wonderful. So, and, and unfortunately, both of them have passed. But uh, not but, so good. But sorry to hear that. Well, but but I've spent enough time driving around in tile vans and talking to people who are master tile setters to know a that I'm not a tile setter, but b what you need to do. Yeah. And once we pulled this up and we determined that okay, it's not a water leak. It is. It is air, and who knows how that happened after 20 years, but it happened. That and I'm looking at this and they're saying, oh yeah, this is not a hard job. And I'm going, are you kidding? Yeah. All of the concrete that has been used to affix these tiles has to be taken out. Yes. And I'm looking at and I, you know, so I'm counting the tiles where this is affected, and I'm going, that's 40 tiles. 40. This is a third oh, of man. the room. Which oh, essentially oh you might be the entire room is going to have to be pulled up, but yes. it's a third of the room at least. Yeah. And I'm going, this is a 
it, uh, yeah, okay, it's an easy enough job, but it's going to be a mess in my house. Oh, you, uh, see, okay, let's let's start off with why. Why has it happened, yeah. first of all? Because I think this happens to, I mean, you had a, yes. a, a situation in your washroom, I remember, a year, yep. about half a year ago. Yep. I've had washrooms that this has happened on the walls. Yes. Not usually on, not usually on the floor. Actually, it does. Okay, um, there we I go. I mean, you, you're lucky that it's only buckled. We've had exploding floors before oh, now. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, happened in a particular development that's known for it in uh, in Dubai. <laughs> and so, so walk us through, why does this happen? Because it's yeah. distressing. Yes, it is. So the reason it happens basically is, uh, as you suggested, which is air pockets underneath um, uh, where the, uh, the tile glue... Again, like you say, it's very much a concrete mix here in yeah. Dubai. Um, but uh, what happens is, as temperature changes happen in the room, which, which are amplified here because of AC, yeah. um, it, it, the air expands and contracts, expands ah. and contracts, expands and contracts. And what happens over that period is that gradually it reduces the amount of adhesion that the uh, the glue has with the tile itself. Oh, okay. And, if that isn't totally central on the tile, it will start to buckle. Right. Okay. Now, the other version is, um, if the air is right in the center of the tiles uh, where it's happening, um, then basically you've got lots of adhesion around the sides and then air, which is expanding and putting that pressure on the tile itself. And eventually, if it, in that case, you have the possibility that it will actually push and right. blow as it goes um, and and basically in this scenario it's pushing on one side on yeah. particular these tiles which lifts the uh, the edge and you've got more adhesion on the other side and hence the issue yeah, um, occurs. Now the difficulty that we have here is actually the point that you made which is the mix that they use it sets like concrete and yeah. to get it off it's almost like <laughs> concrete as well. Well I'm, this is the thing when we pulled up this one tile which I you know I was you know neither here nor there it's, it's in an awkward spot but I just yes. put a piece of construction paper over it, my wife laughs and she yeah. goes, Really? How long are you gonna leave that? I said, For a while. Mm, I've been <laughs> here 20 years. So. <laughs> so I, said, I said, We can walk around it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but it, it gave me the opportunity to look at this concrete thing. And, you know, I got out a, a chisel and I just gave it a little, I just wanted to see what was going on. Because, yeah. again, I was worried about water. There's no water. Great. And it's, it is not going nowhere. <laughs> it's an electric jackhammer job. Yeah, that's, what, you know? that's what I was looking at. Not when pneumatic, these, but yeah. an electric jackhammer job. When these guys said it's going to be an easy job, no. that's when I, first thing I said is like, okay, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Because this is going to be brutal. And you're going to bring in three guys who are going to do it by hand. Yes, they will. And you're going to just destroy my bedroom here. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely it. Um, it's another reason, in fact, why we don't take on that type of work, yeah. which is, first of all, it is just huge amounts of labor. Secondly, it's unskilled. It yeah. is just a nasty, nasty job to have to do. Mm. And thirdly, um, if you've got technicians doing unskilled work, then you end up in a situation of very expensive rates for something that actually yeah. unskilled labor can do effectively. Now, the problem here is going to be the bodge. So the bodge will be that instead of actually take a the right way of doing this job is taking up all those tiles, then coming in with an electric jackhammer to get yeah. all of the glue off or a significant right. amount yep. so that you've got a, a rough surface for new adhesion to happen and new tiles to go on. What they'll they'll probably do 
is the bodge route, which is to lift up those tiles that don't sound hollow, leave the rest that are there because it's 20 years old. They won't get a matching tile. Yeah. This was one of their concerns. Yeah. Not only are they having trouble, the one the guy looked at and says, not only am I going to have trouble getting a matching tile, yeah. I'm having trouble getting the matching size because this size of tile apparently is rather unusual now. But if it doesn't have a beveled edge, which yeah. 20 years ago, normally didn't use bevel edges. If it doesn't have a bevel edge, you can cut it. That's right. not the end of the world. Well, I, and so this was another alarm bell going off on my head when cutting didn't seem to be an option. And I'm going, you don't know how to do tile work. <laughs> this, was, no. this was my first thing. Is like, you guys are great at putting in tubs when you do it right. You're yep. great at doing water tanks. Yes. Doing, you know, some kitchen work. I wouldn't get them to do my cabinets again because they had to do that and I wouldn't go near that again. Yeah. And I said, well, there are things, that, you know, the basic, you know, putting some lights up on the perimeter walls. You're good at that. Yeah. But the, some of the more technical things, I'm, I'm not so trustworthy. Well, the other issue that we have here is if you actually see tiling guys here, yeah. uh, it, it's scary beyond belief because what they actually do to cut a tile is rather than having a tile cutter, which the standard process is, yeah. you have a straight scribe, um, which is on a, uh, on a metal rod. Yeah. You pull it down to scribe initially and then you use the other side of it to crack it, it which gives simple. you a perfect straight line. Beautiful. It's no great. chips, nothing. No, not here. Um, the way it's actually done is with an angle grinder right. with a cutting disc on it Hold with it. no guard, guaranteed. And inside. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they will literally just try and, try and cut it by eye. I mean, it's horrific. I mean, the health and safety implications are awful. The other thing that's, I don't know why, but this is always the scenario, which is when you actually trace down the power cord of the angle grinder, there will be two loose wires that have been pushed into hopefully an extension and not your socket. I have seen that more than once. Oh, I see it frequently. And it's like, you. I, I look at the guy and I said, but there's no ground now. Yeah. Like, what, and it's, <sighs> ah, exactly. And then, yeah. and then when they're using an angle grinder, now these guys haven't started doing anything in my house because I haven't called them back. Understandable. But, but they, they, when they're using that angle grinder in your residence, it then clogs up all of your vents. Oh, totally. It gets sucked into your AC yeah. units. Yeah. And then you wonder why they're not working right. Yes. I think that job, if you got somebody who's really good, could be done in four to five days. If you got somebody really four good. Four to five days? Yeah. Four to five days? Well, days. I, you, you know the good guy because I'm calling your guy. Right. Well, I... <laughs> I do know somebody, but he's so expensive, your landlord will never pay for it (laughs) because he's in demand because he's that good. And this is just nasty grunt work. This is one of those things where I'm thinking I might have to pay for it because or or talk to the landlord about, you know, jumping in halfway with me on this because I just I'm I'm just so concerned about having that bodge job done. Yes, that that's why I haven't had it done yet. Well, the other way would be to agree the scope with the landlord. So get him to agree that the full room needs to be done and then to do it in stages. Now, uh, this is where it gets more difficult. So if, you, if you're if you able to give up that room... Which and, I could, yeah. Right, I, I okay. could give up the room. So in that situation, if you basically had an initial contractor who for me would be laborers yeah. uh, with a, a bit of management on a personal level and their job is to remove all of the tiles that are there and remove the glue, stop, okay? Yeah. So that is scope one. So it will take you the time. That's the grunt work. And it would take you the time to be able to get that done. A landlord could do that bit. And that is what's going to take the time. Mm. Laborers, without a doubt, as many people as you can get in there. Yeah. 
hopefully they will have enough health and safety, if not four dirhams a pair of goggles, and I would yeah. do that for the workmen that are there, and then also just a filter mask would be fine. Yeah, That's uh, ideally gloves as well uh, would be useful, but that's a step beyond some of these guys. Um, once that work is done, I would personally then employ a tile setter mm. who then comes in, confirms that he's happy with uh, the state uh, as it sits, and then source the tiles yourself, uh-huh. and then give him the right to get the right uh, the right glue and um, to do the actual uh, finishing job. That way, you've got specialists doing specialist work and more efficient in the way it's done. Ah, there we go. Very much the Dubai way of doing it. Okay, so I'm going to need to get your tile guy's name so I can yeah. have a chat with him after uh, once I get this process going. But I, that sounds to me like what I'm going to have to do. Yes, it's not it's not an easy one. It's not nice, and it's not a, it's but, not um, inexpensive either. But it's got to be done. And, yes, and yeah. it's you know it's that it's that fine line between and this is this is that Dubai thing. The yeah. fine line between it's not my property. The landlord is, is going to get this investment, but I have to live in it. <laughs> See, that's that is you. We've almost talked about the Dubai problem here, which is you have two two levels. You don't have an in-between level. Yeah. The two levels are fully qualified, great at what they do, and charge a price at, uh, for technicians. And that's very much where we sit. Yeah. Below that, you have... Actually, no, that's not true. You have three levels. Um, the, below <laughs> that, you have the level of people that are claiming that they have uh, technicians, will take on any job, whether or not they are capable of doing it or not, yeah. and will just accept the fact that there's going to be an almighty bun fight yeah. later down the road when they don't do that job very well at all. Yeah. Okay. You then have the uh, the low level, which is extremely cheap, and you're going to be in deep, deep trouble with the way that yeah. it, it, it works. But if you manage the job effectively and you don't pay too much money up front, which is a legendary scenario here. Oh, oh sir, but I need money for materials. Make that maximum 30% of okay. whatever you, the total is that you're paying. If they don't agree to those terms, walk them. And there's just no no okay. way of going further than that. That's good advice. I think you stick with that 30% because everyone wants a lot up front. Yes. The standard that they'll ask for is 50 pretty much normal and again you need to have an understanding of okay how much of this is labor how much of this is actual materials Mm. and if it is mainly a labor job like yours is 30 percent is absolutely fine because it will mean that they'll keep coming back until they get it to your satisfaction you give them 50 percent they might go oh this guy's a headache i'm not coming back to this job 50 percent yeah 50 percent was all i really wanted anyway exactly Ah, so stick at 30 you can be pretty confident they're going to come back but many people will push beyond belief and um you know maybe yeah. you'll even have to walk people as a result oh okay yeah. sounds like i've, I've got a, i've got an odyssey on nasty my job yeah. nasty nasty job i mean to give you an idea the one shower wall that we did we don't do tiling um, yep. for exactly these reasons yes. um, but uh, i had the oddest scenario which was my mother-in-law with a hip operation needed to move into our spare room downstairs and the wall was literally almost falling off i mean yeah. it was just a, a joke and that was literally probably a two meter wall normal kind of height yeah, okay. so it wasn't a big wall at all and it took my guys two days two days now we don't specialize in it yeah um, so to be fair but it was a guy who previously before our company had got um experience in tiling he knew i was watching everything that he did so he was probably taking a little bit more time than that yeah yeah 
the preparation work was immaculate, exactly what I wanted, but it literally took a day to get it um, to that level uh, for them. Uh, and then at that stage, it needed to uh, to stick the, uh, the tile glue with the tiles on there, and then it needed to be left for a good four or five hours before he was able to ground it and yeah. then uh, finish it off. So that process took time. And so, yeah, two days all in all to get all of that uh, done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is not making me feel happy. But, no, I've but. got no good news, James. <laughs> this happens here, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is that one of the the issues that we have in Dubai is we have that scenario that you were told, which is the no problem, oh, sir. Yeah. We can do it. This isn't a big job. And then once you're committed and you've already paid them the cash, too much of the cash, yeah. then they'll go, oh, sir, no, no. We, we pulled up the first three tiles. They were great. And after that, it's all been a disaster. I need double. Yeah. And you're committed. Mm. So um, we, one of the things that we try and do here is educate people about um, the uh, the perils of um, of workmen here in Dubai as well. Uh, so beware. That's that's the message. And, yes. and, ask, and ask lots of questions. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, especially of the professionals to give you the advice like you've just given me to, yes. to get these tiles up and then bring in the tile contractor to, to finish off the job so that we don't get the same thing happening again. Yeah, and stages. Yes. So don't continue until and you've got a stage and it may well be that you um, you increase the level. So once you get this done, I will pay an additional X percent. Once you get this done, I'll give you uh -huh. X percent. So that way the stage payments all the way through. So if they fail at level one, you haven't paid two and three stage already. Right. So um, that way that way it works really well. Okay. Well, that's good advice. Yes. Yeah. 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 I like that. We will fix it Dubai, by the way. If you want to talk to the folks over here to get some advice on work you're doing in your house, because yes. they'll they'll help you out. And we also we've just um, uh, added in WhatsApp as oh, a way of communication. Nice. Yeah. It, oddly enough, one of our customers have been on to me for absolutely ages to get this done, and we looked at it about a, oh a year ago, I think, and the um, the technology wasn't where we needed it to be to be able okay. to integrate with all the other things that we've got and we've got a heck of a system upstairs but uh, the Microsoft integration wasn't all that great we looked at it again four months ago and all of a sudden it was time and they, they had everything wow. there and it's been massive for us so thank yeah. you very much what a great suggestion well, that and, was and so many people are using WhatsApp that suddenly it's very easy to get a call into and and, and I don't know if you're, if you're hearing it from your customers but when I deal with organizations and you know you make the phone call or you send the email and it, sometimes WhatsApp cuts through a whole bunch of steps on yes. getting me into the queue. You know, what, what's critical for us is it, uh, is almost exactly that, which is these days the methods of communication have proliferated. Yeah. So therefore, whether you are Facebook, whether you are phone, whether you are email, whether you are Instagram, whether you are um, live chat, which we have as well, whether you are WhatsApp. Is it an actual person live chatting? Oh, or you absolutely. Got the it's the bookings team. Okay. No, it's the bookings because team. There's that, so, that many, so many live chats that you get to are a bot. Yeah, but there's more than that. <laughs> that you've got. So you've got the bots um, scenario. There's also the um, the scenario which we were offered numerous times, which was uh, in effect a call center in um, the subcontinent okay. who supposedly deal with the problems of a customer. Well, how can they do that with no <laughs> knowledge of what you're doing? You know. Yeah. So for us, it was critical that you get the same person, no matter what method you communicate with us. You get these British tradesmen that are our bookings That's team. Fantastic. So that, that way we're able to maintain the same quality of communication, no matter how people want to communicate with us. And now, has this, for us. has this upped your call team's workload? 
Or oh, yeah. yeah. But in a good way. Okay. You know? What we now do is we specialize with different people that look oh, after okay. the different methods. Messenger. There's another one. Mind you, isn't Messenger going? I'm sure I've heard something on that. They're integrating it there, with... There is talk that, that, that there is some integration with Instagram and things like that. Right. But uh, I, I don't think it's going anywhere so fast. Okay. They're, they're moving it away from being standing alone from Facebook. It's a bit clunky, isn't it? Yeah. As so it's, it's more, it, you're right. It's more integration into Facebook. Yes. So as a standalone app, yes. it's disappearing. But the messenger is, is going to stick there, and and so many people are still are actually using messenger. So so some people might go be going, what are we, what are you talking about? Because they're using the messenger feature from Facebook. Yes, but there is a standalone app as well, and that is disappearing. Yeah, um, and, and and again for us, it's really critical that we keep ahead of all of this kind of yeah. um, uh, communication, and also keep it within the systems because what's so important for us is whichever route it comes to us, we need to get it into the system. So so we kind of, we don't lose it. Yeah. Um, and at that point, um, the guys are. It's really clear um, who's still outstanding, who they still need to contact, who's got follow ups, and mm. it means that for us, we very rarely these. This does happen, but very very rarely do we uh, do we lose a customer in the process. Well, tracking is is got to be crucial to what you're doing. I mean, yes. I, I as I come in, we we do record this podcast at the We Will Fix It office, which is in Elko's, and I arrive at about the time that all of your your guys are heading out with their work orders in hand and yep. equipment and I gotta say today one of the first and, and I come all the time hmm. every single guy I passed coming in said good morning to me and should do And but you know not that they haven't done that in the past yep but you know, I mean, I, I I don't expect them to. I'm just coming in, and but this is from you know walking from my car across the road, yes, over the sand. Two guys, hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, and it was one after another. So yeah. I and I got to say, you know, they're wearing the brand. I'm kind of going, you know, this makes me feel good. Do you know where this came from? It's an odd one. Dan and I um, started that in 2008 with the team, where um, we will we expect everybody to be head up eye contact and to, to have the confidence to engage. So for us, it was important that we lead from the front. Everybody is briefed. That is how we do mornings. When I walk in, morning guys, how are you? To create that understanding that then working for top level company, and this is the level of communication that we need. And yeah. it's been constant since 2008. I got to say, it's totally on, totally on track today. And nice to hear. Uh, and it worked well. So Good. And it was everyone. Good. Absolutely everyone. Yeah, you sometimes get those and they're a bit <laughs> sleepy in the mornings. And well, if it's before eight o'clock, we'll let them off. Yeah, but it's After very, eight, no. <laughs> it's very possible. I mean, this is, and this is the thing. But I, I think what, what starts to really come through is that, you know, everyone's got their game face on from the moment they put on the uniform, game face is on. Yeah. And there's, and I think increasingly, especially with your guys, they're, they're saying, this is for real. I mean, we have to do this or we're just the other guys. See, the other thing that's really important for us is um, the fact that... Um, we, we charge for, we will fix it. Um, we charge by the hour versus essential maintenance, which is an annual contract. But for us, it doesn't matter which way we operate. If we're there at five o'clock, our customer expects the same service as a yeah. nine o'clock start. So therefore, trying to make that, that uniformity in terms of the communication that we have is, is really critical. Mm. So if you imagine at five o'clock, those guys may well have been on a roof fixing AC for oh, six, man. seven yeah. hours. Obviously, they've had breaks and they are extremely well hydrated. We work really hard on that. Um, but five o'clock customer deserves exactly the same level of service as nine o'clock customer. And um, there's a 
lot of work that goes in to try and ensure that happens. Oh man! You know we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this podcast because I know you've got things you've got to do. But I know Busy day. I know it's, it's it's super. But I want to talk water next week. Yep. Part, partly about cleaning. Partly about your experience. And we've talked about this before with your own water purification systems yes. and things. Because I, I got questions about pH again. Yeah. Uh, and and it's funny because you're dealing with water for window cleaning and you're you're dealing with pure water yes uh, i'm dealing with water for my jacuzzi hot tub yeah. and it's it's interesting that we both deal with some issues of the water and things we notice about water yes in, in the emirates so i i want to talk to you a little bit about that Great. also i want to talk about hydration so we're gonna yeah. keep on the water side because uh, you know just myself yesterday i got home and i was so uh, sluggish yep and you know i had something to eat and this and that and i'm gone but why do i feel so sluggish and then i kind of did a little self-assessment and went hold on a second how much water did i drink today yeah like none and i'm going well it's six hours in i'm totally dehydrated our teams are briefed on this i mean we they are uh, one of the problems of workmen is that when they get so focused on the work yeah hydration is something they forget about yeah. so the teams are briefed to be watching each other from that perspective so they can see the signs and then at that point um, step in and um, very rarely these days do we have an issue we're going to be back really soon we got a lot to cover great 10 minutes with Colin will uh, 10 minutes according to Colin will kick off our next podcast and of course we will fix it essential maintenance we will fix it Dubai is it essential maintenance essential maintenance.com um, is the uh, the main website and uh, both companies 800 fix 800 349 and again obviously the websites for we will fix it.com um, they inter- interact with each other so whether or not you're an annual customer with essential maintenance or you want just one one job done uh, with we will fix it we can help with that colin thank you very much always a pleasure